Would we dare write a joke right now? Like people watching could see it? Well, we'll see. We'll see what we come up with. Give me, give me a premise. What do you want? We got car crash, funeral, sex, girlfriend. You want to combine those? I want people to see a joke being born. I don't think anyone's ever done it. Let's try them all. Okay. You're riding down the Harland Highway. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway show. Harland Williams. If Mike gets too far away or something, just give me a little. Like a push? Like a, yeah, like a shove. Like a like direct. You- you want me to get physical with you? <laughs> I would love that. Wait, I guess if I if you needed, I'd have to grab the back of your head and pull it. Because if I could, pushed you, you'd be further away. You could push this, like right into my face. Right, but then I'm not touching you and your hair. You're which, touching me with this, though. But I'm not feeling your cells. I'm not feeling your, your DNA. I'm but not that's feeling you gotta, Anthony. you got to push enough that I go down, and then you can have your way. You want Down syndrome? Mm-hmm. More than anything. I've never heard anybody say they want down. You ever see a depressed person with Down syndrome? They're happy. You're right. Yeah. Seems nice. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing with ourselves? Thinking about Down syndrome. Wow. Yeah. Um, Before I get going, bud, I want to do something with you that I've never done with anyone, like on the podcast, before we even do the theme music or anything. Okay. And I'll tell you why when we get through to the other side of it. I want to do just a moment of silence. Is that cool? That Nothing could be cooler. All right. Three, two, one. Wow. Did you feel anything? Like, was that intense for you in any way, or was I it? I was. I honestly, I was listening to the music that was playing. Oh, and the the music and loud. The, yeah, in yeah. the background, good vibrations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know if that was playing through the earphones, and this was a bit. No, or if it was just hearing it in the back. No, that's you, what I hear whenever there's a moment of silence, like a nine eleven type situation. I'm yeah. hearing good vibrations the whole time. The Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. So whenever there's a tragedy, you hear the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. They're the wow. soundtrack. Imagine if there was a tsunami, you'd probably hear Surfing USA. I think it's always good vibrations. I mean, oh, it is. Uh, Surfing USA would be appropriate if it was in the USA. But if you it's know. a tsunami, wouldn't you want to be up on that board hanging a fucking $3 backwards uh, Ego twist flip or whatever they're called? Oh, 100%. And I would probably play Surfing USA. But in my head, I'm just hearing good vibrations. Wow. Well, before I talk about why we had a moment of silence, welcome to the Harland Highway podcast, Anthony oh. Jeselnik. Yeah, Thank let you. me hit the, can I hit the theme music here? Oh, you can't hear it because you don't have cans on, but no. dude. You said it was optional. And yeah, no, like you, it wasn't. It yeah, you like can that. even move those away if you want. Throw right. them on the floor. I like having them here in case. Just in case. Uh, Anthony Jeselnik is here. Uh-huh. Now that's right. He's right here on the Harland Highway and, uh. Incredible comedian, like amazing comedian, amazing writer. And that's why I kind of had the moment of silence. And can I tell you why? Please do. Because you're one, you're one of the only comedians I know that lives in the silence. Mm-hmm. You love the silence. Like you, you walk the stage, you do your act, and a lot of comedians aren't comfortable with the silence. 
but you hang stuff on it. Like it's almost it's almost a part of your act. It's a character or it's sometimes even a punchline. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Those pauses are in there for a reason, you know, uh, and I just, I enjoy the silence. It ramps up the tension. Yeah. The longer you can do it. There was a comic, remember um, <laughs> Sean Rouse? I know that name, yeah. He passed away a few years ago, but he oh, used so to. Oh, he's really silent. Yes, 100%. Uh, he used to like he would like wait so long in between jokes that the audience would just start talking because they couldn't like they couldn't oh, handle really? it. That he yeah. would w- take a long pause, yeah, and then right when he thought he was about to talk, he would take a drink of water, and I love that. Oh, I that's what I love about you, and and I I I do that too. I love the silence. Mm-hmm. I love to just stand there, and the audience gets so uncomfortable. Yeah, and you're right; it creates such tension. And, uh, you know, not a lot of people do that. And was that something you were always, like, doing? Or did you have to build up to that? Because it takes courage. It takes courage to be silent up on that comedy stage. I think I just like to tell jokes. And I noticed the silence in between. Like, people were yeah. riveted. Like, they were, you're still entertaining, even though they don't have to laugh the whole time. Yeah. It's like if you lose them and they start talking to each other, then it's, it's gone too far. Yeah. But I really enjoyed just that, that pause where they're just like, oh, this guy knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And like, it, it breeds confidence. And don't you feel it just sort of hanging, too? Like, outside of just being a moment, I feel like, I don't know, it feels like it's something. Even mm-hmm. though it's nothing, it just feels like there's I don't a thickness know. to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. It really feels like oh, you <laughs> you've got command of the room, and on TV it doesn't play as well. You know, you see like the people watch the special and be like, he's just take, he takes too long in between jokes. It's like no, if you were in the room, you, you know would what? understand what what I'm doing with here. you. Though I'm going to disagree because I that's why I brought it up. I think you play it so well. It's almost like an instrument. You know, you got violinists and penis, and some are good. But when I watch you on TV and your specials, I think you nail it. I mean, you're preaching to the choir here. I'm talking about some random asshole on YouTube who yeah. says I take too long. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to argue with him, be my guest. Yeah, yeah. Do you know his address or his name or anything? Or no. Do you know his YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. I'd actually Not like to kill him, I think. You would? Well, for you. You'd do that for me? That, for I'd, you. I'd appreciate it. Or why don't we both go to his house, ring the doorbell, and just stare at him? What if use I our ring, silence. How about I ring the doorbell, and then when he tries to run out the back, you're waiting. Oh, dude. That's how you do it. You know I'm, how you know people don't do as much anymore as what? they used to? Is the uh, kneel, like, crouch down behind somebody, <laughs> and someone comes and pushes them. Yeah. That was a fun thing to do that with That was friends. fun, especially yeah. on subway tracks. Mm-hmm. I always liked that, because then you got sound effects. You got that splat noise, mm-hmm. and you got, like, the sort of the Jackson Pollock artwork. Once the train left, there'd be this dripping mural on the wall mm-hmm. you know you made me so happy can i do something for you right now as a little thank you and i think you'll appreciate this i've never done this to another guest hello darkness my old friend i've come to talk with you again you know what song that is no never heard it before sound of silence huh okay that sound of silence i've been hearing a lot of good things about that song yeah, but I did it for you because we were talking about your silence. Mm-hmm. A lot of firsts on this episode. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about, on the way over here, I was thinking, I quote you more than almost any other comedian. Come I on get, now. I don't watch a lot of stand-ups. When I do yeah. see someone and something sticks with me, it, like I quote it, but I, I, my, me and my girlfriend are always saying, like, give him a hand, that's my son. <laughs> we just say it, we say it all the time. But I, I love it. <laughs> we planned this. <laughs> Yeah, that's something I do on stage when, 
whenever something goes sort of south for me or something goes wrong, like, like you know, you always have that moments where something doesn't work mm-hmm. or maybe you say something to someone in the crowd and it doesn't work. So instead of acknowledging or getting stuck in, I'm, I'm struggling, yeah. I just turn to someone and go, give that guy a hand. That's my son. And then, great. And then the crowd's. So it works. Thank Those you. things you find in stand-up that you can always use, yeah. that always gets you out of a, a sticky situation, are yeah. such a great... It's better than like the best joke. Yeah. Because you always have it. It just becomes your thing. You, yeah. you, you're not worried at all about how the set's going to go because you know if it goes wrong. Like I used to love to say, uh, if the crowd hated a joke, I would go, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you guys were cool. And that always got me right back. Like yeah. It was almost good that the joke bombed yeah. so I could say that. That having one of those is, is yeah. very nice. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. If you were a... Do you believe in the spirit animal thing? No, I, I think it's hack. But I'm going to throw a twist, a corn twist at you. Corn twist? Yeah, like those Fritos corn twists, you know? <laughs> Has anyone, of course. Of course I know that. Has anyone ever asked you what your comedy stage spirit animal is? They wouldn't, but I think I, anyone who knows me at all yeah. or has ever seen me or heard me would know it's a shark. It's a great way. Really? Shark. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting, because I have another one, and I'll tell you what it is, but why do you say a great white shark? And first of all, racist, mm-hmm. that's great one, white, that's, that's why is why. he great? That's why. Oh. Yeah. It's, oh. It encompasses the racism I, I project on stage. Right. No, I've just always been a big shark guy. I did uh, like famous shark segments that have gotten me in a lot of trouble, and, uh, and just love, love the sharks. My, Wait. The cover of my like, second album was a big just shark coming out of the water. What, how does a shark segment get you in trouble? I did a, uh, a segment on my first TV show called uh, The Jessel Nick Offensive. Yeah. Where I wanted to highlight the fact that like hundreds of millions of sharks are killed every year. And mm. like two people are killed a year. And they like people think are afraid of sharks. So when a guy <laughs> died from a shark attack, it was the first shark attack, death, a shark attack death of the year. We had like a big segment where there was like dancers came out and we did like a dance and a song <laughs> yeah and at the end of the segment i showed the guy's picture oh wow and said like smile you son of a bitch and like from jaws and yeah. uh, new zealand got very upset and the, yeah, the corporations got mad and the network got mad and i got mad so it was a big it was a big thing new zealand has no right to get mad because how old is that country a couple months oh it's only oh so it is new yeah brand new Oh, the newest should of. be brand New Zealand, not just New Zealand. Should be them. brand New Zealand. I'll tell them. Or since we're mad at them, how about on sale, half price, New Zealand? That's that's too far. Well, that's too much of an insult. Are you passionate about sharks for real, or was it just a bit? Like, are, do you really no, love sharks? Like, I, my I, favorites. I am. I am passionate. Oh. I, I become less like shark. Uh, shark party was the segment. Was like the nadir. That was like that was yeah. the height for me. And then after that, I was kind of like, all right, I did the thing. I can move on. Like whenever there's a shark attack death, uh, social media is like, Anthony, time for another shark party. And I'm like, yeah. I, d- I already did it. That yeah, was 10 yeah, years yeah. ago. Like we can move on. But were you, are, are you actually like outside of the comedy element, are you actually concerned about the hundred million sharks that mm-hmm. are slaughtered every year for the sharks fin soup? Yes. Thing. I once got in a fight. I was doing a photo shoot wow. and the guy's like, Hey, we want you to, it's like the, um, it's the food issue. Would you be eating this shark, uh, the shark sandwich? And I go, I, I'm, I can't. Like, I'm down for, there's no lines for me, but I'm not going to eat a shark sandwich. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay. He's really disappointed. And it's like ruined the shoot. And he comes back. He's like, I've got a swordfish sandwich. Would you eat that? And I go, show me both sandwiches. I don't believe you. The, the, I think you just, ha- they're calling this something else yeah. to have me eat it. And he couldn't. Oh. And 
it was it he was tried nuts. to dupe you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's isn't it sad though that's how sharks are being decimated for a soup yeah you go from the world's top apex predator mm-hmm. you'd think its predator would be some kind of humongous monster mm-hmm. and it's soup Great bull. white sharks and, and bull sharks are getting killed by soup. I don't know if it's they're getting the great whites and the bull sharks in there. I think it's probably the, the blue shark is the, probably the most common, but they'll take whatever. Yeah. It's the finning. Yeah, the finning is just gross. I have a big painting in my house of like a, a shark, a red shark with the fin cut off. Oh, it's so sad because that's all they harvest. Mm-hmm. They harvest the fins and then they let the animal float to the bottom, flounder to the bottom. Suffocate. It has no fins, so it just, it's like if, if they cut our arms and legs off and told us to go run down the street. Yeah, and that's illegal for a reason. <sighs> yeah. Do you ever weep? Do you ever cry about it? Like, No, I've never cried about a shark. It's tough to get me to cry. It is? Yeah. It's got, everything's got to be the perfect scenario. I've got to be kind of tired and like watching a movie or a TV show where it's like, it's super emotional and it'll get to me. It's what if I were to cut open a Spanish onion and grind it in your face for half an hour? I'd, I'd tear up for the first 20 minutes or so. Technically crying guy. Yeah. I mean, my, yeah, my eyes will water. I think I got yeah. You know, like I don't have a windshield in my car. So when I'm driving fast, I, I like it's tears are coming Here. down, but I don't think of that as crying. So let's say hypothetically you're wailing down the 405, mm-hmm. 80 MPH, no window, I'm on the bridge at uh, Rosencrans in Normandy. Mm-hmm. I throw a Spanish onion right in your face. Mm-hmm. Are you balling? I think I'm probably more impressed that you hit me. But you got to be crying. I mean, you got the yeah. wind and the onion juice. Does it hit me in the nose? Right on the like, nose. Okay. Right, right. I, I aim for the fucking bullseye, bro. Then, yeah. then I'm crying. Yeah. Got ya. I'm crying. Got you, kid. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Another moment of silence. How how long is this like as a the podcast? This one today I was probably gonna do what we call it our marathon on six hours. That's good, great. And if that doesn't get you crying, I don't <laughs> know what will. <laughs> Holy Lord! Hey everybody, this is Harland. I'm so excited. We finally have some Harland Highway merchandise for you guys: t-shirts, coffee mugs, stickers. Available at harbling.com. So get on it, Pavement Pounders, Harland Highway, merch. Woo! No, the reason I was asking about the spirit animal is because there's another thing you do, and I hope you don't find it creepy that I'm so observational about you, but you're very different than most comedians, and I love that. But you kind of, I think of you as sort of like a jungle cat, like a, like a, like a jaguar mm-hmm. or a puma, because mm-hmm. you kind of prowl the stage. Yeah. You, you, you kind of methodically... Sort of your walk is, it's like the silence and your walk and your, your, your stairs. I have a pace yeah. that I kind of stick to and I move like, yeah. I don't, I don't think about the way that I move on stage, but I t- did my last special. Yeah. The director was like, it was amazing. Like you, you moved exactly around the stage, exactly the same way. Both shows, you took a sip of water oh, at the really? same point. Like it was so easy to match things up and I, I don't Weird. pay attention to that. It's yeah. just, I only have so many moves I do. Have you always been a mover? Because I, I see you sometimes here in town at like some of the clubs and, and you're more like standing at the mic. You're not moving mm-hmm. as much. So I used to just stand with the mic stand in front of me and hold it. Yeah. Like I was like the lead singer of a rock band. Like I yeah. thought that was cool. And then after like, you know, 10 years, 
I realized I was way more present if I had the mic out and I was looking at the audience and moving around a little bit. It yeah. just made it more fun for me yeah. that I that I did that. But yeah, it depends on the size of the stage, yeah. how much I move and how much how long my set is, you know, what I'm yeah. what I'm getting into. Some bits are easier to move than others. Yeah. But there are times if I'm trying stuff out, I'm just standing right there and like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, you have you have kind of this cool prowl that you do, man. I like it. Thank you. Um and and your material obviously is like it's super edgy it's super i don't know what the word is it's like it's like it's like a like a blow dart right to the soul like like some of your jokes are just killer and the stuff you do on the roast so is there any line you've ever done on a roast or with someone that you've regretted cuz you you go way out there and you you take no prisoners but was there ever a line that you threw at a roast or someone you just went ooh maybe I shouldn't have said that one kind of like I feel bad for the people you know and usually I try to kind of like glance off them and make a joke about something else yeah. you know it's like the 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 hard punchline of the joke is aids but it's not like because you have aids it's like right. I'm just going to make this joke but there was one joke my first roast I was building to this thing where I wanted, everyone was so mean to Lisa Lampanelli. Yeah, yeah. And so I wanted her to think that I was about to kill her. Like I was being so mean to everyone and I saved her for last right. before I got to Donald Trump. Yeah. And, and uh, so right before her, I'm making fun of Marley Matlin, the deaf actress. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there was a joke where everyone's like, hey, you shouldn't do this joke. Like, please don't do this. It's like, it's too mean. We're not going to use it. And I'm like, I have to to set up. Like, I don't want to oh, crush yeah. Marley Mountain, but I've got to set up. I want Lisa to be afraid. Yeah. And the joke was, uh, Marley Matlin, I think it's incredible. You've had this amazing career. Despite having one of the biggest handicaps an actress can have, you're ugly. <laughs> and every, like, before, I'm about to go up there, and someone's like, hey, points to the joke. It's like, are you sure? Are you, like, you, don't, you should, probably shouldn't. And I'm like, I'm doing it. It's fine. Yeah. And, and she and didn't she was, hear it. But her translator did. Oh. And she, they read. She could read the, what the joke was, and she was not happy. Oh wow! And I was, I tried to apologize afterwards to be like, "Hey, it was just because of this. Like, I, you're beautiful. Yeah. But if a deaf person wants to ignore you, yeah. they, can, they can do it forever. There's no, there's no winning that one. Yeah, but you can ignore them by not moving your lips. No, after I did the roasts, no one ever wanted to talk to me. There was like, I would, I would be standing there on the stage, and everyone's like talking, like that was oh. a great joke. I love this. Everyone avoided me like I was Darth Vader. Really? I remember asking Jeff Ross. I was like, Jeff, I'm like. This has like gotten me famous. I'm meeting all these cool people, but they're all afraid of me. Like, what yeah. do I do? And he goes, "You got Mystique." Enjoy yeah. And I was like, "Oh, Mystique, yeah, that's cool." That's it. That's kind of like I was talking with the prowling on the stage and mm. the it, it, you do have a Mystique. It's, I it's want people. Cool. People listen to this be like, "Are you joking up there?" And I'm like, "I'm on yeah. stage at a comedy club. Like, of course yeah. I'm joking, but yeah. I like that you would think that I'm serious. I think it's funny." And is it with you? I think I'm the same way. Like a lot of people hear a bit and they hear the words strung together and they go, oh, that's a joke or it's a mean joke. But mm -hmm. I don't know if we're the same in this way. But for me, it's just words. Like I just, I just go in my head. I go, these are just words. Like if I say the word AIDS or pussy or some, some kind of dirty word, I take all the, all the fanfare off of it. And in the back of my head, these are just words. And I'm going... If you people want to have an adverse reaction to it and get all crazy about it, but it's just a word. No, I mean, I think the, I use words as tools and yeah. that tools to amp up the tension. You hear yeah. AIDS and you're, th especially in a comedy club, yeah. you're just like, it makes you feel a certain way. Yeah. And my job is to subvert that. Like yeah. I'm not, it's like if I bring up AIDS before the punchline, it's the, the punchline subverting that to make yeah. it more silly. Like a lot of my jokes are just very silly. You know, yeah. they're not always edgy and yeah. dark. It's like, but I, it's a silly darkness. 
that I yeah. think is, is just fun to do. But it, I'm building the tension every time. Would we be, I mean, I, this is another first. I'm just winging this. Would Has anyone ever seen you write a joke? Like watched me as I wrote? Like watched it like in its infancy and be created? Uh, I've had like girlfriends who would say, they'd be like, when you think of a joke, I can tell because I'm, we're talking and I just go, and she's like, what did you just think of? And I'm like, I've got to go write it down right away. Like something pops into my head where I'm like, oh, I got it. Would we dare write a joke right now? Like people watching could see it? It might not be good, but it's something that you could use in your act. What if you used it? I don't know. We'll see. Let's see what we come up with. Give me, give me a premise. What do you want? We got four premises. Car crash, funeral, sex, girlfriend. I, I, <laughs> I thought you were making this up. You really have that written down? Yeah. Uh, I've got jokes about all those things. No, right. but a new one. Like a you want to combine those? I want people to see a joke being born. I don't think anyone's ever done it. It's, it's hard. It's not. We, we might not. And doing it, doing it together is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? We both have different sensibilities, but what if we could write a joke that worked? Has it ever been done, guy? Not well. What if we broke that mold? I'm, I'm willing to give it a try. What topic? Car crash, funeral, sex, or girlfriend? I mean, I'd like to combine them all into one joke. Mm. <laughs> into one super joke. One super joke. You're really going hard on that 7-Up. I know, dude. I, it, just, it makes the bubbles foam up. So it, it's, not, it's not like for distracting purposes. It's how you... No, this is how I drink pop. Like if you suck, if you suck on it over the lip really hard, it causes it to foam up in your mouth. It certainly does. So now you're not just getting a flat liquid, you're getting... When I was 18, I went to Germany on an exchange program. Oh, and God. the family uh, took me to a wine tasting. And the guy would sip the wine, and he would go... And after a couple sips of wine, like, I, it was the funniest thing in the world to me. And I'm, so, I'm trying to be respectful, and I just could not do it. I was just under the table by the end, just, like, covered in sweat, just, like, dying laughing at this, at this weird German guy. Under the table? Mm-hmm. You ever laugh so hard you fall oh. under the table? Oh, I just... Okay. You stay up? You stay on the table? Well, no, when I hear... And then you say under the table, I there's some German kinkiness going on. Oh, you thought on. I was going down on him? Because well, he it said so it, not me. me. I mean, they probably would have let me. I was 18. I was, I was, I was cute. And you're in Germany. Mm-hmm. They have a different sensibility over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Wait, what part of Germany? I was in, I believe the town was called Leverkusen. Excuse me? Yeah. Wow. They have a soccer team. The Baron Leverkusen is their, uh, their football team. Whatever, they're, they're, they're big. Wow. Yeah, I lived in Germany in Cologne for a while. Cologne, it was right there. I would, uh, yeah. I would have to go to school during the day, like with the German students, but I was oh. like, I just graduated. I'm not doing this. So I would get on the train and go into Cologne. Oh. There was a pub called The Fru, F-R-U umlaut H. Wow. That I would sit in with my friend and we would just see how many, because the beers are small. Yeah. They would just make a little mark on your coaster to like count them yeah. up. And then we were, one day we were like, we want to get 100 marks on this coaster. Whoa. And I just sat there and just drank. I, like, I love the fruit. They, I found fruit at like a, a wine store 
Uh, a couple of years ago, I was so excited. And the, the, they, what they have are those little cylindrical glasses. They're about mm-hmm. yay high, mm-hmm. and it's called Girls, isn't it? The 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 beer. Kolsch. That, what is it? Kolsch. I mean, there's different Kolsch, ones. Yeah. I, but every like town, like Kolsch, Cologne. Yeah. Um, and so like you went to a, a bar and you asked for a beer and they just brought you the beer. There was yeah. no like I want a light or I want a flavored. It was just like here's our beer. You know what I had? I used to get, I'd never had it before, Hefeweizen, mm-hmm. which is the wheat beer. And they put it in the really tall things. Mm-hmm. And back in those days when I was uh, in Cologne, and the Germans, they love to laugh, but they don't necessarily have the best sense of humor. No. But they'll laugh at anything. So in those days, I had a leather jacket and I had a little, um, I hung a little plastic skeleton on it. It was about this big. It was the skull, the bones, the legs, and it just dangled, right? So when I'd go into, I went to a place called the uh, the Fritz, mm-hmm. our little German bar. And when I'd go in, I'd get these tall glasses of Hefeweizen. I'd take the skeleton off, put it in, and it would slowly sink to the bottom in my beer. And all the Germans would be, was ist das? And I'd say, oh, that's my wife. And we'd go, das, was? And it would just freak. And then it would slowly form bubbles and slowly float back up. And then I'd smash the glass. <laughs> And all the bubbles would pop, and it would sink back down. I go, "That's my wife." They'd be, "Voss is that?" Like it just freaked them out. Yeah, it's they were right to be freaked out. Yeah. All right, so let's write a joke, bro. Okay. And if it doesn't work, we can bail out. Okay. But I, I think this could be fascinating. Okay. We got car crash, funeral, sex, girlfriend. You want to try and combine all of them? I mean, we could. Or do you want to pick one? How about let's let's try let's try them all. Okay, let's try. Uh, last week, I was driving my girlfriend to a funeral. Got into a car accident, so we decided while I waited for the tow, well, so I decided while we waited for the tow truck, let's have sex. And then the ambulance finally came and pulled me off her coffin. <laughs> What do you think about that? Come on, guy. You did it. Uh, you said we were going to do this together, and you just watched it. I know. Me. You, that, you blew my mind. I, th- I, thought I, was, I thought I was going to, like, you were going to get stumped, and then I would say, well, what if we throw in, you know, this or that? But you just fucking. I pulled it all together. See? Yeah. See, you're the puma. You're the shark, man. That was, that was great. I need this stuff like this more. I'm always looking for yeah. um, stimuli. That was like, great. Like I have friends send me yeah. premises, like try to do something with this. Yeah. And because uh, I'm just like, if I can just get my brain going. Yeah. I love having like, picking a topic and being like, I'm going to write a joke about this. Yeah. I'm just going to make it happen. And sometimes it takes, I've had jokes take 10, 15 years. To, yeah. Before I'm finally like, okay, like that's how I do it. Well, that's why I wanted to do this with you because your, your joke telling is a bit like mine. We're kind of like connect the dots. Like a lot of guys get up there like Chappelle. He'll go, man, I was at the thing the other day and I saw a guy and, you know, they're almost like just talking about their lives. Yeah. But me and you, and especially you, I, I freewheel it a bit more, but you, you pick all your words very carefully and it's almost like connect the dots go point to point and they're clean they're crisp they're they, they work perfect and so i thought man it'd be really neat to see the wheels in motion and see if it was doable not doable how quickly and you just like it was fun to just i could see thank the gears going man that was great thank you that went even i mean i did want to jump in and help but i'm i'm almost happier i didn't have to i'll, tr- I'll try it tonight see how it goes yeah
I was, ho- I, I, I was thinking to myself, I'd love it if, if it was a joke that was good enough that he would inject it into his act. And maybe it's the beginning of something. That sounds like something that pe- people pitch me jokes. They're like, only you could do this. And then yeah. it's either like something really racist yeah. or there's not really a joke. Yeah. Like I had someone come and be like, a comic I respect, Russell Peters. I'm yeah. Like, I got a great joke for you. Only you could do it. And I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. I normally say like, I don't want to hear it because I like to write my own stuff. That's the fun yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. And he goes like, looking at his phone, he's like, oh. something about Make-A-Wish Kids. And I was like, that's, that's not a joke. That's just... That's all he said? That's all he said. Literally, that was it. And I get that a lot. Yeah. Have you ever... Because your jokes are very specific. Like, there's a lot of guys that do stuff that's not generic, but it sort of falls into the same, you know, jokes about the wall, jokes about seatbelts. But because your jokes are very sort of unique, Mm -hmm. have you ever been in a scenario where, where you've been working at a club and somebody did something so close to yours or something that was yours, and, and everyone goes, there's no way. That's an Anthony joke. Not with jokes specifically, okay. but with, like, the persona. Oh, Where yeah, like, yeah. That's a great joke, or, like, I'm yeah. killing it up here, and it's, like, and it's usually, like, the MC, you know, yeah. just watches me, and they're, like, it's fun to do. It's, like, yeah. actors will be, like, it's fun to play the villain. It's, like, yeah, that's, I'm the villain on stage yeah. more than most comedians would think. So it's, like, people just want to do that. You know, yeah. that, that I'll be like, hey, you got to, the in-betweens, like, you're just doing me. And I, yeah. I get it, but knock it off. Is that what you said? Yeah. Just yeah. knock it off? Yeah, knock it off. Yeah. I had a guy once, I had a guy opening for me. And I used to do, this is earlier on, I used to do this whole bit about, I did an impression of Scooby-Doo getting run over by an 18-wheeler. And I'd do the truck noise, and then scooby like, you know, and then, it was just a kind of a noise thing. Yeah. And this guy comes up to me um, before we go on stage. It was the first night. And he goes, he goes, hey, man, I just want you to know. Um, I know you do your Scooby-Doo thing. It was kind of my, my, my big piece, you know, back when I was getting started. He goes, I just want you to know, man, that uh, I do a Scooby-Doo bit where he gets hit by a truck. But uh, I do it as Batman. And I go, what? And then sure enough, the guy went up. He put a Batman mask on and did my exact bit, but he thought it was different because he was Batman doing Scooby-Doo getting hit by a truck. But this was not parallel thought. This was He saw you and was like, I can, I can right. improve on that by yeah. making a Batman. And it was an opener. It was a guy, like a local town opener. It wasn't even a guy in the circuit. It was like, you know, you go to the towns and the club goes, let's put up Billy, you know? And <laughs> I was just like, I just let him do it. It was such a... Yeah. So stupid. I would let it go. Yeah. I once had an opener who was like this kind of nerdy young kid. Yeah. And it was like kind of cute. His humor was cute. And I was like, you know what? That would be a perfect opener for me. Like you'd be a, pers- a perfect opening act because it's the opposite of me. It like sets people up right. I was like, hey, I'm taping a special in six months. Yeah. You know, nearby. Would you come and open? He was like, I'd love to. Oh, and he no. shows up six months later and he's like written a whole new act because he was like excited about opening. For oh, yeah. Me. And everything was super dark. And like he was aggressive all of a sudden. And it was just, he's doing 10 minutes before I go out and do my hour that I was like, it's not even worth telling him. But like we had the same punchlines. I had a punchline that was like Paul Bear and he had like a Paul Bear. And I was like, no, what happened? So yeah, don't, don't give people too much heads up. Yeah. Cause he sort of stepped on what you were doing and now you're doing a special and he's not even going to be on camera. So he sort of pissed on your parade a little bit. Exactly. Literally right on my parade. Dude, that's the type of guy you want to grind an onion in his face, huh? Mm -hmm. Make him cry like an altar boy. Yeah, like a little altar boy. 
Have you ever made, what's a good lovemaking song? I don't know why, just the way you were looking at me, there was a bit of lust in your eye when, and I just thought, what's a, is there a song that you ever, like, pound to? No, I mean, the the two things popped in my head. One was yeah. a friend of mine, one of my best friends, I have a, I have a podcast with my best friend. Yeah. We've been friends for, like, over 20 years. Back in college, we went, we came home from this, we went to school in New Orleans. We come home from the bar, and he brings this girl home. And they go into his room, and it was one of those, like, houses where there was, like, a common area, and then all the bedrooms were off the common area. Yeah. So we could hear him go in the room, and he put on music yeah. to, like, cover up, like, to, to, like, to cover up the sound. Sexual activity. And he was drunk and put on Missy Elliott's, um, what's the one that's, like, beep, beep, who's got the keys to the Jeep, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, put that on yeah. repeat. Oh, really loud no. on repeat. Yeah. And for, like, an hour. It was just, that was blasting out of the room. We just couldn't stop laughing. And he, the next day he was like, I don't know what I was doing. Um, but there was one, it was a guy, he was like on Reddit or something. Yeah. Where a guy was like, I have a, a, a fuck playlist. Oh, like, wow. It's like, these are songs that like, give me my rhythm. And like, when oh, I, when wow. I, whenever I have sex, I put this, this on. Wow. And there's one song on there that's like the best one. It's like, if I just go to the rhythm of that song, it like, I last long. The woman's really into it. And my girlfriend of like a year, after yeah. a year of this, told me that this one, she hates this one song, but it's my favorite. And he plays it. What and is it? Is, it's, it, it sounds like like a techno circus song. <laughs> like it was no. the dead last song yeah. you would ever want to hear while you were fucking. That it, it, just, it really cracked me up. I can't remember the, the name of the song. And if it's that. the last song, it's probably the song where you're achieving, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's a circus techno song? Yeah. That'd was, be like having sex with John Wayne Gacy almost. Not as fun, but yeah. close. Yeah. yeah. I bet he was good. He's got something to prove. Wow. I mean, most people had a cigarette after they had intercourse. What mm-hmm. do you think John Wayne Gacy had after he had intercourse? He probably just lost his teeth. Was he eating them? Was he an eater? Was he eating his victims? Yeah. I think he was sampling them. Mm. More like a cheese tray. How do you not? Yeah. If you go through all the work to get victims, you got to take a little nibble. I mean, if you got them handcuffed to a chair mm-hmm. and they got that you know little calf look in their eyes... You gotta have a just a little nibble. Do you do you eat? Do you take a nibble before they die or after they die? I think you want to kind of be like a, sort of one of those people that uh, testing your palate. So you you try a little before, a little after. That is the right answer. Yeah, that's correct. And maybe even a sniff or a lick, like in that in between transition where they're just sort of fading into black. I mm-hmm. mean, the meat's gotta have a certain tender texture at that point yeah and the fee- see if the fear makes them taste different right yeah it's sort of the same way kobe beef i think they scrub the cows with milk is that what they do i think so yeah with their own love, milk i don't love the kobe beef you don't no what i don't about, like i don't like a lot of fat what about yeah. the shack o'neill beef are you gonna be serious well, I'm just saying, you said Kobe You said, beef. is there anything not to talk about? And I said, don't make this joke specifically. <laughs> and it seemed like you've just been winding your way there the whole time. No, no. But you, you said you liked Kobe beef. Yeah. And I said, do you like don't the Shaq O'Neal? Is that his name? The Shaquille O'Neal? No one calls him Shaq O'Neal. What's his name? Shaquille O'Neal. That's a big you giant say, guy, yeah, right? You can say Shaq. Imagine Jeffrey Dahmer going to town on that guy. That would be like an all-you-can-eat family buffet. Like, imagine a cannibal serial killer trying to eat that guy. Would I wonder if those guys, cannibals, serial killers, if they go for, like, the weak ones. You know, or do you go, do you try to climb that mountain? 
Yeah, you'd that, go for a, a shack O'Neill. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you'd be crapping for two weeks if you ate shack. In one sitting. Yeah. If, you, if you froze shack. Right. And then nibbled. You could eat them all year. You do could you, pull them out at Christmas. Do you remember the movie Alive? Yeah. The Alive. guys that crashed in the plane, the yeah. soccer players. Yeah, and they have to eat each other. Yeah. I mean, my friends and I went opening night to go see that movie. And we brought um, fork, a uh, fork and knife, and we, <laughs> and we ate Twizzlers with a fork and knife throughout the movie. And people were like, "Really, really thought that was weird." <laughs> Twizzlers, though, it would have been better if you had like a brisket, you know? Sure, well, like we it were. looked like a like a skinned ass cheek or something. We were little kids, yeah. You know, and they sold Twizzlers in the theater, yeah. so we just, uh, th- you know, they brought it to us. They so, begged us to do it. So you you used to go to a theater that didn't sell brisket. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back, I was from Pittsburgh. You know, we didn't have the brisket theaters. Yeah. Would you do it? Would you, if, 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 if it came down to it and you were in a plane crash or something like that, would you eat another person or would you just say, no way? I would, uh, I guess, uh, that's the second we crashed. Like, if we, oh, like, right. if we bounced by the time we finally settled down, I'm, yeah. I've already eaten someone. Wow. Even if we had food, I would oh, still wow. be like, this is my chance. Oh, so you've always wanted to. It. I mean. Yeah. I was thought in, in Alive, they start with the butt. And I, right. thought, I was like, why are they doing that? And it's like, oh, that's where the real, that's like the best place you can eat someone. It's, it's, that's the real meat. You, is, go, you go butt first. Why is that? Because it's got the most fat in it or something? It's like the fat and like it's yeah. just that big muscle right there. I guess like thigh would be good too, but yeah, I, the butt is I think the too it's sort of ambiguous, right? Like every other part of the human body, like if you're eating a, like, a, like a femur or a, or a, you know, a tibia or something, or a, like that, that's identifiable as, as a human bone, mm-hmm. a human body. But, but an ass cheek almost is like a brisket. But they didn't just cut the cheek and start eating. They would, like, they would cut it and then like into strips. And I think they would like dry it like a, like a jerky. So they're eating. Right. You don't see them like with a fork and a knife. They're, they're ripping the, uh, they're ripping the jerky. What if you're an ass guy and you just get right down there and just got your nose in the crack and you're just... <laughs> Eating your way like a... I'm not going to kink shame. I'm not going to argue yeah. against it. Yeah. That's but not for me. I'm just asking. There's a movie that you get you get the shakes if you eat people. I don't know what oh. it is. You ever see, there was a movie Did where... you get the, the fries Denzel too? Denzel Washington is a... Um, okay. Well, if you're going to... I mean, we can just, have... Do you want another moment of silence? <laughs> let me just refocus. <laughs> um, Denzel Washington's a blind guy in the, after, in the apocalypse... Oh, well, the Book of Eli. Book of Eli. Yeah. And at one point, they, they come across an old couple who's trying to help them, but they're shaking. And he's like, these people oh, wow. are cannibals. They've been eating humans, and that's why they have the shakes. Whatever's in there is not good for you. Did yeah. you see the deleted scene? In, in the, if you get the DVD, the scene where um, he's blind, right? And he's walking through the wasteland, and he comes up on Marty Magdalene or whatever her name is. the Mary, deaf Mary Magdalene? The deaf actress. Oh, Marley Matlin. Yeah. Marty Maglin. Eats her alive. I, I don't know. Shaq, what's his name? Shaq O'Neal? Shaq O'Neal. Why don't I know Shaquille, names? Shaquille O'Neal. I'm not good with names. No, you don't you, have to be. Yeah. It's okay. Are you good with faces, though? Yeah. I'm bad with everything. Like, I forget everyone and everything. And if I think I know someone's name, I get really excited and I want to use it. Yeah. And I'm always wrong. Always wrong. Do you do that thing, though, where you attach things? Like, if you meet a guy named Jack, you you go, oh, Jack in the box, or... or I've tried. Yeah. I, I can't, like, there was a president, I think it was FDR, would, like, imagine your name on your forehead. Yeah. And he would always, like, years later, he'd see someone and be like, you know, Harlan. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I've tried everything, I'm bad. 
I used to, I had a boss. I used to work at this other job at a grocery store and his name was Frank and I couldn't, I could never remember it. So I thought, I just thought F, F, F. And I was like, fuck face. Right. So in the morning I'd go and I go, good morning, fuck face. And I got fired. Mm. <sighs> you said you were in Dallas. Were you at the uh, Dallas improv? The Addison improv? Yeah. Addison improv. That guy, the guy who owns it um, calls everyone. He can't remember anyone's name. So he calls everybody either peaches or Kiki Lala. Oh, really? I'm like, what's up, Peaches? And just, he's, like, he's always happy. He's always fun. Everyone loves him. All his employees Sounds love him. Sounds gay, too. But it's Peaches and Kiki Lala. Wow. And I was like, that's, that's a guy who's got it figured out. That sounds like a guy to me that dances around mushrooms in the middle of the night. I mean, that's... As opposed to the day? Well, I mean, Kiki and Lala, what, isn't that where the t- to those two of the Teletubbies? Kiki Lala was one name, and yeah. Peaches was another. Yeah, I think those are Teletubbies, guy. I don't know. Have you ever watched the Teletubbies? I've seen clips. Kiki, la, la, kiki. That's how they they sing all their names. It's the most twisted show. And then there's a son that comes up, and they superimpose a baby's baby's face. face. He's like, kiki, la, la. Just saying. You don't watch the Teletubbies. Nude? Would you watch them nude? If the Teletubbies were nude. No, would you watch the Teletubbies in the nude? I'd be more likely to like if we were, if I had to watch it, yeah. I would take off all my clothes to watch it. Yes, if I had to. But I don't. I I got to avoid all the children's television thing. Yeah, you know, I never had. Never what was had your TV show growing up as a kid? I love Mr. Rogers because Ew. Mr. Rogers lived in Pittsburgh where I grew up. Oh, that's right. So you would see him. So I thought that like Pittsburgh was like the epicenter of entertainment. Yeah. Because Mr. Rogers lived there. Every Big Bird must be around here somewhere. Was he near your neighborhood? I, he was, I don't know if, where he actually lived, but we, if we went into the city, like I was in the suburbs, if we went into the city, you, sometimes you would see him. In his little sweater and his loafers? Sweater, loafers, sport coat sometimes. You know, he'd be around. You know, I don't want to knock the guy because he was a good-hearted guy. Like, he, he's truly a guy that wanted good for the world. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be honest. Even as a kid, when, I, when my mom turned me on to that show, I was a little disarmed. And I'm talking as a little boy. I didn't know about the world of pedophilia and, and you know, bad people and molesters. And I'm not saying he was that guy. But there was something about him that creeped me a little. It wouldn't play today. But did yeah. you see the documentary about Mr. Rogers? No. It's great. And I mean, it's, it's good. But there's a scene where they go to his, he had two sons. Oh. And they cut to one of the sons and he's like, it could be tough sometimes being raised by Mr. Rogers. Uh, you know, if he yelled at us, he used the voice of like one of like the witch puppets. He would yell at him in that yeah. voice because he's uncomfortable yelling himself. And the, the son had like a long beard, like one of those like don't look at me beards and like long hair. And I was like, I want a documentary about this guy. Yeah. I want to hear this guy talk for two hours about what it was like to be raised by Mr. Rogers. That seemed fascinating. What was his name? I don't remember. He's probably some YouTube guy. Maybe he's just Sun Rogers. Because you got Mr. Rogers. Because Tarzan Mrs. called his kid boy. He did? The whole so time? if this guy's name was Mr. Rogers, maybe it was just Sun Rogers. But he had two sons. Sun Rogers 1, Sun Rogers 2. two. And daughter Rogers. He didn't know a daughter. Just a wife. He, maybe he called the wife daughter. <laughs> Did he, he have was, anything in the basement that had spaced out eyes? And in the documentary, yes. Yeah. So, Tard Rogers? Is, was there one of those? Dude. You're going to get canceled. You made me say it. You're gonna, you I made t- me say I it. I did force your hand. You know. You're right. I, I did do that. Um, 
You know, you you mentioned earlier when we we're talking about the guy that that went on ahead of you, and and he's all of a sudden he was doing all that dark humor, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do something with you because you know some of your stuff is sort of dark it leans on the dark not all of it some of it's just silly and fun but i wrote up these things and i thought it'd be cool they're like kind of dark stories from the news okay and just see what your response would be to these dark stories i'm excited to see because on my podcast we we do headlines like dark weird headlines from the news that week i wonder if we've covered any of these oh really okay well i've got four is that cool yeah the first one is horrible news. My sister just had a miscarriage, and she was going to have triplets. All of the babies were lost. What's the horrible news? Sounds like you dodged the bullet, my friend. I thought you made these up, or this is like these are things on people have written on the internet, or you just made up. Horrible <laughs> I just things. made them up. Okay, I thought these, when you said horrible news, I thought you meant like stories. <laughs> well, no, not like like oh, if no. someone ran in the room and gave you horrible news. Okay, do that. Do that one again. Okay, sir. So, Horrible news. My sister just had a miscarriage and she was going to have triplets. All of the babies were lost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Three. Yeah. Three sorries. I mean, it's funny that you would get all that information into one proclamation. What's a proclamation? Like a statement. Why didn't you just say statement? Proclamation's more fun. Say proclamation. Proclamation. Say statement. Statement. Which one's more fun? <sighs> yeah. I just had my first proclamation, bro. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. This is going to be a great friend. podcast. <laughs> the Emancipation Statement. The Emancipation Proclamation. Proclamation. One of them freed the slaves. One of them's not even a thing. What's emancipation, though? You just got me again. Freeing slaves. You're emancipated. Why, you're no you longer. Did, why don't you just say you're free? The free the, statement. Oh, emancipation feels better to yep. say it. Emancipation proclamation. It's fun. That's the reason they let them go. Because it was fun. You couldn't Why didn't they just get the slaves some X lax? So they could for their emancipation. Wait. Are you, you're saying constipation? Oh. Because slaves had everyone knows about slaves oh. is that they, they didn't get paid. Yeah. And that they their bowel movements were second to none. They could shit at the drop of a hat. Never needed uh, X lax or any kind of laxative. Wow, mm-hmm. sounds like a Me Too movement. Very much so. Wow. A man was attacked by a Rottweiler in the park and tore both his legs off. They're not sure what to do with the dog. Give him to me. Sounds great. I've been looking for that dog. I think I've been looking for that dog. You have? Yeah, I've been looking for him everywhere. Why don't you? You probably sound like you should have a shark instead. You like sharks. I have a dog, though. You do? People are afraid of him, yeah. Wait, what kind? He's free, he was uh, from Korea. He was a meat factory rescue. Oh, is it a Jindo? It, I thought I was getting a Jindo, but he's like 20 pounds bigger than Jindos get because he's part of Kida. Oh, wow. And, they said, and when I did the DNA test, they said a Korean village dog, which is like a super mutt. Uh, but it's like it, there's some Jindo in there, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, but I'm I'm doing um, the improv tonight. Wendy Liebman's on the show. Yeah, and Wendy Liebman has two jindos, so I want to talk to her about. I had a jindo. Dogs. You did? Yeah. Was it from Korea? Or was it like? Well, jindo. Yeah, jindo is an island mm-hmm. off of the coast of Korea. Mm-hmm. And jindos. Do you know the history of the dog? Yes. 
Okay, but for our audience, I'll just throw it out there. They were they were bred for royalty, mm-hmm. uh, Korean royalty as as guard dogs and hunting dogs, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of the attributes of a cat. They don't like to step on water like my Jindo. When there was dew on the morning grass, you know, when cats get on water, they're very tender. And mm-hmm. my, my Jindo, didn't, they don't like water and they're, they're very skittish, but they will attack anything that comes into your perimeter. Yeah. Um, so, no yeah. Been, no, no one's been to my, to my place since I got this dog. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, J- Jindos are great, but they're, they're very kind of quirky dogs. Very. Yeah. What's your name? What's your Jindo's name? Or Red, your dog? Red Rum. We call, him, oh. we call I call him Rummy. But when I got him, I was thinking of a name, and so I was walking him when he was, he was a puppy. And uh, like I got so much attention for this dog yeah. walking around Hollywood that I almost gave him up because I was like, everyone stopped me to talk to me about this dog. I don't want to talk to these people. Yeah. But then he grew up a little bit, and people kind of leave us alone. They'll be like, oh, what kind of dog is that? He's interesting yeah. looking. But a woman goes, what a beautiful red dog. And I was like, red dog, red rum. Yeah. And when he was in Korea, he was in Korea for six months, they called him Gummy. His name was Gummy. I was like, I'm not calling my dog Gummy. Yeah. But I like that you kind of keep a similar name. It's like shows respect. Yeah. So I was like Rummy. But Red Rum. Well, you know, you could always change his name to Gummy if he gets hit by a car. Like a bunch of cars? Like he's just Just a a puddle? Blob. Yeah. Like gum. Um, But Red Rum is also a reference. I know it's murder spelled backwards, Mm -hmm. but it's also a reference from the movie The Shining, from the The book The Shining. Mm -hmm. Are you a fan? I'm not as big a fan. I mean, I liked the movie's great. Yeah, but I think I liked the book more. I always thought it was interesting that Stephen King. I liked King, the book more too. Stephen King hated the movie. Hates it yeah, to this day. I can see why. Yeah, I th- I think visually there's some really neat things in the movie, and the acting from Jack Nicholson and you know the camera stuff mm-hmm. that's neat. But the story, the, the horror, the tension, I I felt never matched the book. Yeah, I wasn't scared. You might like this. This is something I do very often because we travel to a lot of hotels, right? Mm-hmm. When we do stand-up. You might like this a lot. Can I give you a little treat? Please. Please do. When I go in the shower at the hotels, either on the shower where all the mist is, or usually I'll do it on the mirror, I write red rum in big letters right across the mirror. So the next person that uses that hotel room, when they mist up the bathroom... Red rum appears right on the mirror. Because you know those maids don't wash down the mirrors. I, I think we probably stay in different hotels. But, uh, yeah, it's not a bad... What if you just wrote it in blood? Uh, well, then it wouldn't have the, the, the ghostly effect of emerging on the mirror out of the mist. What if, while someone else... You go to your neighbor's place, get a key, get in their room while they're showering, and then when they come out, it's blood, red rum. Whose blood? Rum. Yours. Oh, you got to commit to the bit. Why can't I use theirs? I don't want to die for a bit. They ruins, should. Ruins a surprise. Well, what about I use theirs and then their partner comes home and sees it? Didn't even think of that. That's good. That's good stuff. Dullo. That's duh and hello together. I, I got it. I got it, buddy. A little child fell down a well in Chinatown, has been trapped for four days. They're not sure how or if they can get her out. I'll be right there. Is that her name? Right there? The Chinese girl. I'm going to go. I'm going to try to help. You didn't say it was a Chinese girl. Well, I said said it was in Chinatown. A child in Chinatown. Oh. They could have been visiting. A lot of wells in Chinatown. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, 
I used to have a joke. It w- I would just say, uh, hey, you guys remember baby Jessica? Yeah. And someone would be like, yeah. And I go, whatever happened to that cunt? <laughs> and it just, oh, I never did an especially anything, but it just always made me laugh. You ever have a joke that you think is funny, but it only takes up like 10 seconds? Yeah. So like, you forget about it? Yeah. That was one of those. I used to do a really dark one back in the 80s when AIDS quilts were a thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to go, uh, I don't think my grandmother likes me anymore. She just knitted me an AIDS quilt. And I never got a laugh, but I always yeah. thought it was sort of clever as far as AIDS jokes go. I had to write your mama jokes once. I forget what for. It was like an yeah. audition or something. And I remember, uh, uh, I think it was that, remember that show Wild and Out? I think it's still a thing. It's an MTV and it was like improv, but like with like hip hop involved where you'd have to like battle rap and like do oh, this stuff. Oh, it wasn't about gay guys coming out of the forest? I think the first season was, and then as it Wild. moved on, they got away from that. Wild and out. Um, and uh, I remember saying, your mom is so fat, she sleeps with the AIDS quilt. And it was the, these people auditioning me were just dead, totally stone straight faced. And I'm like, oh, I'm not getting this. This That was my, I was so proud of it. I, I opened with that. I love and it. They, they hated but it. But see, that's what I mean. Again, it's just words. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the way you put them together that can be offensive. But if you, if you just take all the emotion out of them, it's just words. And I've always, I've secretly always felt Anthony's a master at that. I don't know if that's even how you interpret it, but I've always thought somehow that guy knows it. it's just words. I think of it that way. And people yeah. are like, you shouldn't joke about pedophilia. I'm like, there is no, I made all this up. Yeah. I'm not making fun of like yeah. a real person. There's right. no one here. It's just who, words. Yeah. 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 It's like a, it's, it's fiction. Yeah. I've, I, yeah. I love it. All right. Last, last crazy news story. Cause you said pedophilia. A pedophile has been seen on security cameras, luring children into his van with Legos, toys, and treats. I got to get a new van. I didn't, know this, I didn't know they saw me. <laughs> you like that one? I like that one. That one was the best. I got to get a new van. Yeah. I didn't know anybody saw me. Oh, God. All right. Um, we do this thing. I hope you like it. With every guest, it's the last kind of thing we do. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's called Words from a Wooden Shoe. And there's words in here. And what we do is we have a guest reach in and see if it sparks a memory or a story from your life or somewhere in your travels or your journey. So right. don't look, reach in. and If it's the last thing we do, I'm definitely going to like it. Yeah. Wait, there's one piece that's way bigger than all the others. Is that, like, <laughs> that's all right. No, you can, yeah, you can take whatever one you want. Words from a wooden shoe. Here we go. Breakfast cereal. Wow. Hmm. It reminds me when I was a kid, like there were, I'm the oldest of five kids. Okay. We were like five kids in seven years. We were all very close together. Wow. And there was, you know, I hated getting up early for school. I still hate getting up early. (laughs) I really hated it. And there was at one point in my life, for like two years, I was in junior high where I got to sleep in the most. Like I think I got to get up at 8 a.m. Everyone else had to be up earlier. I would get up eight or maybe nine even. Yeah. Get get to school by 10. And all the other kids would have gone to school before I got up. So I remember getting up and my dad uh, is, I was going to say was, but still is very much like, uh, does not waste anything. Doesn't okay, waste food, yeah. doesn't waste money. It doesn't waste yeah, money. Yeah, my waste dad's anything. like it's that too, like yeah. Very tight. Yeah. And I would get up in the morning 
And usually it was like, get your, get your own stuff. I'm like, my, and especially my dad, my mom made, made meals and stuff. My, my dad never made anything. Yeah. It's like, go get it yourself. Yeah. But for some reason, like when I first started going to uh, seventh grade, I was getting up late. He was like, I'll make you cereal. Yeah. I was like, what? You're going to make me cereal? Okay. Well, yeah, go ahead. He's like, what do you want? I'd be like, oh, they, we had like, we had different, we had like some honey nut Cheerios, some, some, uh, some, uh, with the leprechaun, uh, lucky, lucky charms. Lucky charms. And I'm like, yeah, I want Honey Nut Cheerios. And he's like, he's going, opening up the fridge. He's taking a little while. I'm like, why is this taking so long to make me my cereal? Oh. And then he gets it, and I, it's just a bowl of cereal. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, the milk looks a little gray. Why is the milk gray? Oh. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm eating some more. And then I find like a Lucky Charm in there. And I'm like, this motherfucker. He would, the, my sisters would eat, like, just eat the Lucky Charms and then leave the milk behind. And he would see it, and he'd oh. put the milk back into the fridge in no. the bowl. And then pour it into my cereal. <laughs> and after that, it was like, he did it to me like twice. I caught him the second time. I was like, something, the milk tastes weird. It's a little warmer than it should be. Yeah. And after the, the second time, I was like, you're never touching my cereal ever yeah. again. I'm going to make my own cereal. Oh, God. Yeah. And Lucky Charms is one of those cereals, too, that it, it, it seeps like chemicals and colors. Mm-hmm. Like it, it disperses all this crap into the milk. Yeah, that's why it was gray. That's yeah. why it was like, had like a, like a, tang to it oh like, you god can't. more like a taint mm-hmm. yeah i wish i i wish i had known that to say that to my dad back then that's almost like living with that old lady from misery another stephen king story like remember she wasn't that old in misery i know but remember she, she kind of did weird stuff to james con i think mm-hmm. your dad might have been a little a little like the woman from misery might be a stephen king story around your old man guy stephen king would would have a field day with, with my dad's your dad. quirks yeah <sighs> Well, Anthony, uh, before we go, buddy, tell the folks where they can uh, catch you, catch your stand-up, your touring all over the country, your podcast, yeah, yeah, anything. I've got, yeah. I've, got a, uh, I've got a podcast called JRVP, the Justin Lick and Rosenthal Vanity Project. Uh, you can check that out wherever you find your podcasts. It's fun. It's silly. It's like this, only better. Um, <laughs> and then I'm on tour right now. I'm about to announce a uh, major uh, theater tour in the fall. Whoa. So uh, check out anthonyjustinlink.com for tour dates. When is this air? Uh, I don't know. After that last comment, I don't know if we're going to put it on. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's done. Yeah. Uh, it might April, be tough to fit it in. April 3rd, I'm announcing fall tour dates. So check out anthonyjustinlink.com and uh, come see me. It's great. Yeah, go see Anthony, man. I work with tons of comics, great comics, but Anthony is one of a kind. I'm telling you the. The cougar prowls the stage, and you you will love him. He, he you've probably already seen him, but go see Anthony. It, I, I love what you do, man. It's Thank it's, you. it's amazing. Yeah. So and uh, it's been an honor having you here, buddy. Great Thank to be here. I'm yeah. a big fan of yours as well. Thank I, I you, don't buddy. watch a lot of comics, but I always enjoy uh, catching your set at the uh, at the Improv at the store, and I'm uh, I'm happy to have been here and help you get some views. That's my son. <laughs> Uh, That's it for now, everybody. Let's crank the theme music. Uh, Thank you for being here. Uh, Until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. You finally heard the theme music. Think you can make love to that? Fuck yeah, I could. Fuck yeah, I could. Big time. That's my boy. That's my son. (laughs) 